This week's show is brought to you by Venice Beach Beverage. Try their delicious line of ginger teas with 100% daily vitamins in every can. And make sure you try my favorite, Black Cherry. Visit them online at venicebeachbeverage.com. The following episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Good night, mates. What's good, everybody? This is Ricky Lee, and this week's episode is part of a two-part series. Make sure to join us next week for the conclusion. Enjoy. Let's count it off one. Yeah, we gonna show you all to have fun. Welcome back, ladies and gents, lovers and friends, to another amazing episode on this frequency. What's up, homegirl? How are you? Uh, sunburnt and Krispy Kreme. You look a little sunburnt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I share the sentiment. I'm a little burnt myself and I'm just loving it. <laughs> I'm I, not. <laughs> I, I love my new tan self this week. You got a good tan. You got the good kind. Yeah, I had a I good got the I got the bad kind. Oh, you look cute, though. Mm-hmm. Nice little bronze for this. <laughs> this uh, is not bronze. This, this is red. This is <laughs> red. <laughs> it will bronze out in a couple days. It, yeah, it'll transform. It'll transform. That's How are you? That's red this is shrimpy red <laughs> it's it, lobster red almost it's lobster red it's terrible it's like in between red and like a nice golden color it's not go- natalie it is not golden at all you're trying I to be nice gold. i see gold okay in the future it's cute it's cute <laughs> how have you been i haven't seen you in a while and we haven't spoken in a while yeah. so this will be good to catch up in all things business mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep what'd you do uh i worked the hit the switches festival this weekend for hello stranger how was um, that? It was really cool. I haven't slept much. Yeah. Um, four days of like w- working 17 hour days. This is crazy. But yeah. a wonderful event. Like it was, it was a, a highlight of my life. <laughs> so show. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. And so, um, well, let's get started, right? Yes. Um, I'm going to be introducing someone that I think is very amazing, very um near and dear to our hearts, a relative of ours. Um, and we'll get into that after our um, moments of love and rage. What do you think? Moments of love and rage. Um, actually, we should probably introduce. Oh, yeah, we should introduce <laughs> him now because this is relevant. This is relevant. So we're introducing my father-in-law, mm. Ricky's father yes. <laughs> Vicente Mota welcome welcome to thank the you, show thank yes you. yes thank you for the invitation and for the record Natalie and I have had like two shots going into this because we've had a stressful week so disclaimer okay eventful we're a little tired <laughs> but, but we're good we're good so um welcome dad thank you how are you excited feeling? to be here excited to be here no and thank you for driving out all the way from Ensenada to hang out with us that's for right. a little bit that's right your two morning. favorite daughters yeah. <laughs> i just wanted to add that in there <laughs> wait so if you're saying favorite daughters dad now that you have two choices who's the favorite i won't get yeah. offended <laughs> yeah we'll get into that later we'll get into that good yes good, good answer okay. yeah perfect safe answer <laughs> So um, let's get into our moments of love. So my moment of l- love was uh, actually, okay, my moment of love, moment of love. I had a lot of them this weekend. Mm. So doing the Hit the Switches show, I was in touch with a lot of celebrities. And I met one of my like 
favorite producers, rappers, and I was fangirling out, but I had to bite my tongue because I still had a job to do. Yeah, but I had the pleasure (laughs) of meeting um, DJ Quick. Okay. Yes. Nice. And I had previously worked with his with his manager, who I'm I'm hoping will join us on this podcast later on to share her stories about being a, a female manager in the entertainment industry. Okay. She has plenty of stories to tell and wonderful insight. But but meeting him, uh, one of my favorite albums that he released was in 1999. I think it was Rhythmalism. Yeah. One of my favorite albums by far. Mm. And I was able to share a story with him about um, growing up and listening to music and how my dad never hesitated playing rap music mm. um, in the house or music with explicit lyrics. Okay. And also how my dad has a tequila because he loves tequila so yeah and i didn't I, I don't like taking pictures with celebrities and bartley can attest to this like we've been in front of celebrities and i'm like nope nope i don't want to take a picture i don't want to be that person like oh. yeah but i but I'll i be that person though. i know <laughs> you can see my walls it's know, all over here but, but see I, but uh, but i do want to do that too right so that my kids know like okay well you did something mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so we had this wonderful moment and and so we were talking about Hey, like, uh, and I didn't send my dad the picture because I was waiting for him to come down today. Yeah, for to um to show him and, and to tell him that. But so in the midst of all of that celebrity love, mm-hmm. in the middle of the festival, I get a text message from my youngest daughter Mia, and she just randomly says, "She goes, I love you." Aww. And I said, "What the heck? What's going on?" Right? That's sweet. And and she just says, "I just want you to know I'm really proud of you and thank you for being a vulnerable parent." Aww. She's like, I know that you're not perfect and you definitely share that with us. And, you know, I just want you to have a good show. And 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 I was in the middle of something and in full blown tears. I would have cried. I want I want to think I'm holding back tears right now. And that was Saturday. Sunday, I actually brought both of my daughters with me to join the festival and to help out. So they were volunteering, running around the festival, chucking ice, like reloading. So we spent that quality time together. So by far that was my moment of love that amidst like all of this amazing work it yeah. was just one little text message from my kid saying like hey you know what you're a good mom oh, <laughs> you're not that. bad i love that you're I love, not bad i love my nieces they're so cute <laughs> she's oh, cool oh my gosh um so my moment of love um i actually got to get away for the weekend mm-hmm. um my girlfriend erica is getting married and so um we celebrated with a bachelorette weekend in the desert i saw the house and, and the pool. oh my god it was amazing saltwater pool <laughs> i don't want to brag but everyone needs to try it and not just not just that experience but also getting together with your girlfriends and doing nothing and having dialogue and conversation about the real shit that's going on i in don't know lives. how to do that we need to do it. I don't know how to do that. Oh my god, girl. I'm going to take you out there because just the um, you don't realize how much you need to spend how much you time you need and how much time you need with other with women. Right. You know what I mean? And um so not just the the dialogue but also one of our um one of our friends we all woke up in the morning right and i'm, and I'm glad you guys all, no, woke, up we all woke up in the morning um <laughs> thank thing, god right? thank goodness it was okay right oh, nobody died okay. and, awesome. but i'm not gonna lie we're not the best of cooks okay so oh, that's when it came to breakfast we kind of just like stared at each other none of you how many women were there eight and it's just very telling of the generation right <laughs> no we're not cooks but one of them kind of is Okay. She made chilaquiles for us. Were they better than mine? I'm going to just say this. 
Oh, she shit, they made were. the sauce from scratch. Well, yeah, that's what you're supposed the, to do, girl. Oh, my, oh God. my God. That's a given. You're supposed to make it from scratch. <laughs> Listen. Come easy, on now. I you easily impressed. I use El Pato, okay? Wait, but so do I. El Pato sauce is that's good. Great el Pato stuff. is amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> no, she fucking used the tomatoes and Whoa. the, yeah, and that's, the, that's and the chiles mm-hmm. and oh. heated the pot and started the um the blender she made the sauce from scratch and then i was in love i was like this, okay this is it time this out. right here i'm just i just want to interrupt uh before dad we ask your moment in love i, I want to know what you think about how natalie just expressed like the boiling of a tomato because my dad all of a sudden is a chef and loves to cook and is like wonderful at it and mm-hmm. loves to do it mm-hmm. so what how, what do you think about oh. this whole this whole experience of like she cooked a tomato yeah <laughs> yeah it's the I mean, you could cook roast or use the pato <laughs> which is fine mm-hmm. you know but i'm not chilaquiles guy oh i love right? chilaquiles. And, and, oh, but but I, I had him this this week at a getaway yeah and i go okay they're good mm-hmm. they're good mm-hmm. yeah. wait but what was different about the chilaquiles that you had on this getaway versus all the other chilaquiles you had maybe that i, I did not had them for a long time but they're oh. good. yeah no i, I don't want to talk about the chilaquiles. you know <laughs> the, the chilaquiles. no 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 um whether it's they're boiled or they're roasted first mm, or, yeah. but the tomato. yeah there's some tricks to it i would have roasted them first <laughs> yeah i would yeah and look i'm not I giving would. the whole I, i'm clearly not explaining the whole story because I, i'm literally just like okay there's she like this being made great so i didn't know the whole but she made Process. them from scratch mm. which is uh, just incredible considering that i take them from a can and here are the chilaquiles you know what i mean <laughs> so that was my moment of um of love and to add to that um also being here with my in-laws you know, my my father-in-law and having a conversation along with my sister-in-law i think it's it's amazing and i feel so happy so i will say for the moments. record i've never seen natalie this excited before and i'm terrified so i'm excited i'm terrified but <laughs> dad what was your moment of of love did you have one? did you have a moment of love no no <clears throat> i tried i tried after listening to the format i listened to three podcasts your your podcast oh, they're, God. they're wonderful you, thank you for listening the uh, well I had to because Ricky says, Dad, you don't listen to my podcast. You don't put anything like on my Instagram. You don't like anything. I go, oh, here we go again. Edison Elementary School. Dad, you don't go to my play. Dad, you don't go to my Girl Scout cookies. Dad, you don't go to my ballet lessons. You know, Guilt trip. For the record, the last podcast that we released when he came back and he was like, I listened to it. Yeah, Loki, the and I told syndrome. you, yeah, and yeah. I was excited. I was like, "Yo, uh, my dad listened to this podcast without me telling him to." I was yeah. like, "What's wrong with the universe?" She did. Say I that. was excited about she that. Did. No, so the format, I, I get it, and you guys are so sincere you, with your rage, right? <laughs> sincere, yeah, with the rage and the love. And I'm thinking, okay, if I were to go in there, <laughs> what would I say? And I realized, <laughs> I realized that I don't have the moment of rage or love. It's kind of mixed together. It's it's yeah. almost like a zen. So oh, I tried. I tried. Oh, come Jesus. on. You, you have to come up with the, what's your rage? Okay. The imposter <laughs> syndrome. The imposter syndrome. That's my, oh. but then I, re- no, I was working from home like everybody else on their little computer, like, you know, <laughs> sound effects on the computer. Solid sound effects, yeah. by the way. <laughs> you know, and I'm listening to the podcast, right? And I'm, and then I think it's Ricky that asked Nanny first, when did you first discover imposter syndrome? Oh, yeah. She was two, two years ago. And she said, blah, blah, blah. And then, Natalie, what about you, Ricky? Yeah, but two years ago. And I'm, and I go, 
you know how stupid I felt? I'm, I'm the only idiot who has not heard of imposter syndrome. Right? Don't feel bad because I was in the same boat like three yeah, week, three weeks moment. leading up to that. I was like, what they, is it? They kind of brought it up as a, a, a topic, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. Let right. me go look this up real fast. Right, right. I didn't do it at, at the moment, right? But I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep thinking about it, right? And now I look it up. I say, is that my moment of rage? No, no, no. So I'm, I'm looking it up. Really? And I found that article that right. I sent to you. Yes, right? which was good the and comprehensive. One, two, medical, a list of medical syndromes. Uh, and imposter syndrome wasn't there, right? Mm. Go, ah, right, right, okay. right, right. So, but the article that I sent you, that author, she was great. She was great. She said, you know, if we believe this stuff, and I think she said, if we believe this shit, right? Yeah. It's going to be like the hysteria. Right. right. Mm. So I think, you know, that's what happens. People can just invent, all right? And so in preparation for your wonderful podcast, <laughs> I said, you know what? I can even invent my own syndrome. Correct. Because, because if I don't fit in mm -hmm. uh, tonight, then it's, I'm going to call it the bastard syndrome. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus but, but what do you do before you bring it up? This is what you do. Bastard syndrome, there is one. You're kidding me. No, there's bastard syndrome. Affects women. Of okay. everything affects women. Okay, okay. Well, let me, just, let me just ask right. you this on a completely different level, okay? My question to you is this. You're raising three young ladies, yep. right? So so now you heard the stories from two older ladies. I'm going to say older ladies, right? Mm -hmm. Did you think, okay, hey, I wonder if, you know, Regina, Valentina, and Denali, are they experiencing this? Have they experienced this? Should they be? Like, did any of that cross your mind experience what the imposter syndrome oh or, or them thinking that they they're not good enough for something and and to explain uh regina valentina and denali are uh my dad's a step daughters yeah. daughters yes with yeah. raquel and so i always think and, and they're younger what are their uh -huh. ages uh 13 15 and 24 right so do you ever listen to what we're saying and think like oh man maybe i should have a conversation with them what are they thinking about this? Have they, and again, have they experienced it? Will they experience it? And again, in your research, mm -hmm. how how can you, as that father figure, make sure that, that instead of them hearing about it when they're 38 years old, they're hearing about it now and they're aware of it now? Or do you think it'd be more of a problem to even expose them to that now? Maybe they don't even know. No, not to, if you're referring to, Mm -hmm. that they should know the concept of imposter syndrome. No, no, because right. uh, well, my research, I put, well, what about stupid syndrome? Right? <laughs> no! Yes, and, and that led me to something that I believe is closer to what this person that invented imposter syndrome was. And that, that it's not called the stupid syndrome. It's called something else. But it talks about when people who do not have the the uh, uh, the know-how, or they're not competent people. Okay. Right, but they think they do. Okay. Poof. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. That's a totally different thing. Yeah. But right, right, they're, right. They're, Overly they're confident. In, incompetent, but they don't know. Yeah. Mm. Right. And it's it's very. I couldn't get into it, but as as I was reading this, I go, yes, this is what it's all about, because 
the article that I sent you about the imposter syndrome that says, you know, the imposter syndrome doesn't cover uh, classism, racism, doesn't cover correct, any of correct. that. Which fuels, that, that which all, fuels all of that. Yeah. Right. It yeah. is literally the fuel to all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I would call that his moment of obsession, right? Because mm-hmm. you become obsessed with a topic and you yeah. want to research it to its fullest and you're like, da, 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 da. I yeah. can't do the same keyboard sound effect, but it's the same. <laughs> it's, the same it's the same thing. So I totally get that. I, I like that. Yeah. So, Going into moments of rage. Yes. Did you I had none. Okay. Go ahead. I did have a moment of rage. (laughs) I had multiple moments of rage this weekend Mm -hmm. and and it was it was a stupid moment of rage, but we had a show at a designated area that I'm not gonna specify. And I was we were trying to gain access to it and it was myself and two other females in the car and Mm. they would not let us in Mm. and they were treating us like uh we were just other people trying to get into this set location yeah Mm. you guys are just trying to get in Mm -hmm. and i'm like sir please here's here here yes here are our (laughs) credentials here are our ids wouldn't even look at our phone sent us around are you serious it was a terrible experience i had to park on the side jump in this lady's car try to get back in it It was just a whole disaster my car ended up getting towed oh my gosh we almost just we were just a few minutes off we had to do a sound check it was just it the whole thing was terrible i had to walk like two miles back in once the performance was done and i ended up like crying in the parking structure with this beautiful lady who i said if i try to go back in i'm gonna lose my shit right now Mm. so i just chopped it up with her for a little bit until i gained my like momentum back yeah and it was only bad timing because i knew that i had to be for the festival six o'clock in the morning and i'm thinking how the hell am i gonna do all of this like it just i gotta get my karma yeah talk about moment of rage and emotions and all kinds of things it was bad but you know whatever i feel that for you when it rains it pours but hey here you are and we we moved past it so it's all good good. it was fine i had a great conversation with this random stranger parking attendant thank you it's always a sign i love always a sign of something (laughs) it was well here's what she told me she's like well maybe you weren't supposed to maybe you weren't supposed to be in the car mm-hmm. tonight yep which i'm like okay but maybe i wasn't supposed to get this 380 dollars tow charge either which yeah. i could <laughs> do without so yeah exactly <laughs> i think everybody can do without of yeah, course for sure. but so you didn't have a moment of rage and and dad you were kind of mentioning that every moments of rage and moments in love are are a zen effect i i think so because on saturday night we went to this bar called ofelia there at ensenada oh i love that place and it's a really cool place right you've been mm-hmm. there yep uh but not at the bar because they just uh opened up the bar nice. because of the, of the pandemic but at the end of the bar there were three guys around my age mm. right okay and they were so loud Ooh. okay that's fine yeah. you can be loud right you could be loud right but they were like high school kids oh yeah so they were yeah, incredibly yeah, yeah, vulgar yeah yeah <laughs> the level and, of and, it, and it's like okay i get up and tell them hey guys Wait, you went no you confronted no, them no because well ensenada i'm going to lose my opportunity to be the ambassador of ensenada <laughs> if the mayor's going to listen to this <laughs> although we're a small town four hundred thousand people Okay. Right. Uh-huh. And yes, it's wine country, 165 yeah. wineries. Mm-hmm. Are you plugging into Nile right now? <laughs> 90% of the wine comes out of there. Yeah. And uh, the food, gastronomy, number one in oh, Mexico yeah. with all the chefs. And stuff. we're number six in violence in the world. Wait, what? Number six. 
Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we're number six. Okay, that's shocking. Yeah. I'm shocked. No, what's, what's more shocking is that he said 400,000 was a small town. Right. Yeah. That's not a small town. That's a huge city. 400,000? 400,000 is not. Do you know what the uh, a city of Ontario is? Uh, yeah, it's a quarter of that. Yeah, it's like 160, 170,000. Yeah, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to shut but, up now. <laughs> but it's, it's the, you know, it's Ontario mm. upland. It's, mm. I, I've never seen Ontario like, oh, we're Ontario. No, no, no. 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 Mm. We just have great It's trees. own flag and it's own army. <laughs> you know, that, no. <laughs> okay, so no. the reason yeah, you so didn't approach these guys. Like, what if those guys are those narcs that are killing three, four people <laughs> a day? Right? Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> five back. days ago, uh, on our neighborhood right next door, guy takes out his dog for a walk. Dog comes back with a human head. Oh shit! Okay, dad. Yeah. In your neighborhood. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no. you, I, I'm not going to be the ambassador. Oh of my God. No, I just lost that. Oh God. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? We need facts sometimes, and that's just the reality. You oh, know? Yeah, that's right. You okay, have but so to live you have to know. Are you? Yeah. Is that going to prevent you from going to Antonella? No, Mike. Act, Mike and I actively talk about moving there, so yeah. be ready to be. Um, you so know, we're going to be your neighbors. So well. even even <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. So you actively talk about it. So you yeah. have no problem if you if suddenly Jorge gets out and comes back with a human head. <laughs> yeah. You know what I would have a problem with that. It ain't that, Victoria but Gardens, go. homegirl. It ain't Victoria Listen, Gardens. You go, Jorge, go find the body. Yeah. Go find the body. <laughs> Oh my god, no. Oh my god, no. I will still go. Okay, so you don't it's confront fine. these people, basically. Mm. You take the vulgarity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like it. Here's what, what balances everything out. Mm. The, the weather. Mm-hmm. The weather is incredible. And yeah. that's why it's wine country, right? Yeah. So and we're not too far away from here. It's, it's a t- two hours and a half drive, right? Yeah. But it's Big, big difference. We have the worst streets. I, 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 think, I, I think Syria, right, that was been bombed for the last 20 years, <laughs> they have better roads than we do in Ensenada. I, oh I kid you God. not. I kid you not. Seriously. Seriously. Right? It's, it's, just, it's just bad. It's just bad. You know what it is. Yeah. But it's, right. it's also funny that when we go visit, like, they could yeah. probably drive yeah. with their eyes closed and, oh, pot. Right. <laughs> look left. And I'm like, where? Right. And they, they see it. They already have the roads memorized. It, so that drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah I can imagine you and Mike driving yeah. up there. It's like Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Missing the. Yeah. yeah, I do that. Oh, yeah, I do that, and uh, I was good at mm-hmm. first, but now you can't avoid them. Mm-hmm. Right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like girls next to it, and she goes, "You had to fall in that thing." <laughs> it's like really, you didn't know better. Yeah. Right. How could you not tell? You drive. Right. <laughs> Is she better at it than does she miss no. the potholes? No. She just goes through no. Them? Yeah. So hey, on a side note, oh. I think we found our new sound effects guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <laughs> um, okay, so let me just get this straight. So t- to close out moments of rage and moments in love, what you're basically saying is is that you could find yourself in a moment of rage like you did in Ensenada at this beautiful restaurant eating beautiful food yeah. with vulgar people. Yeah. But take a little walk outside and be engulfed by Ensenada's atmosphere, breeze, and then it balances out that moment of rage. Yeah. Y- y- you know how I let it go, the rage? is I just sit there and put John Wick. Mm. That's it. It's, it's my, my it, it, it goes out. It's, I, and and I, see the, I see John Wick's my face right there. You know? oh he did it with the pencil. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
wait, Dad, hold on. <laughs> on a real note, you literally imagined all that in your yes, head? Yes. Okay, I hold on. John Wick. Yes. I had no idea because I do the same thing. I didn't See? know that you did that <laughs> too. I yeah. li- I am violent in my head. Like, But I take like just heavy things and just bash it into people's heads as I'm talking to, to them. Like, trying oh, to feel thanks as you point at me. <laughs> as you point your hands at me. Like, okay. Listen, Bartley. That's I'm my cue to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Bartley. I've very much had moments of rage with you where I'm like, I'm going to sit here quietly, but in my head, I'm bashing your head with a rotor or some kind of sharp object. All of, all of. <laughs> all I of, hope all so. Of. <laughs> all of, no rage hey, here. Um, if you guys, if I ever get murdered, Ricky's the first person <laughs> you should look at. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a bearing or some kind of capacitor in his eye, that was This me. has become an intervention all yeah. of a sudden. <laughs> kind of crazy. <laughs> oh my God, this is great. Yeah, and, and there's another reason why, you know, John Wick is a reference because I'm a clean freak, you know? Mm. I'm, I'm cooking the largest meal. Oh, and this is the way I cook. My brother Oscar sent me an article. He says, you got to read this. This chef in New York, New Jersey, mm-hmm. I believe. One of the famous magazines, the top restaurant of the world. Mm-hmm. So this journalist wanted to get in there and interview the guy, right? Mm-hmm. No interview. All right, I'll book a table. Five years waiting list because there's only Five years? 10, 10, 12 tables, right? Jesus. So wow. he finally goes there. You know, the uh, girl that does the reception, hey, there's a cancellation. Come on in. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. 12, 14 course dinner, right? Jesus. And he Christ. says, could you tell him if I can go back in the kitchen and watch the whole thing? No, he doesn't like it. Like, please, please, this is for the New Yorker, blah, 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 blah. Finally says, yes. Goes back there. Just him. Nobody else. Kid. Nobody else. Wow. Nobody else. He cooks the first dish, cleans everything, delivers the food outside himself, goes back, and starts with the second. That's me. Huh. I'm going to cook, and yeah. before I sit down with everybody, Everything is washed in the kitchen. So I have other, other people at the house, <laughs> and it's like, you, you know, to, just to prove to you that I don't, I don't have that rage because mm-hmm. I go to house is clean, but who left the Gancito package here? Oh, I love right? Gancitos. Who left the, the Pinguinas right, 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 package? Right. Who left the you know, Doritos package here, right? But if you look at John Wick and he goes into the kitchen, clean yeah wait 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 so oh, so, so are that's you why I love John Wick. are you saying that that chef in new york yeah that's rage no 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 where i was getting to you is, is that that's how where i got maybe that's i'm not the only you know anal guy here it's, mm-hmm. i like i like cleaning this right mm-hmm. i'm with you on that i can't stand <laughs> dirt there you go i, I, I am a super clean yeah freak, i'm telling you yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's me and, and so it's not just the the way john wick kills people is the way his kitchen is clean. It's the way he cleans up after. <laughs> yes, the whole house is clean. It's, it's white, I believe. It. Yeah, yeah, it's white. Yeah, it was yeah. very clean, yeah. Yeah. crisp cut. It's like Dexter. Yeah. It's not how he kills, it's also how he cleans That's up. That's right. It's how he cleans up. <laughs> you guys are all sick. You're all sick. All of you. No, no, no. Okay, all right. So let's transition into this main segment that Natalie is so excited about that I am excited about, too. We're excited. Um, So I believe Vicente to be one of the most charismatic, Mm. animated. Mm. Ain't no. (laughs) Okay, ain't no. Knowledgeable, just an easygoing, just to add to your zenfulness, right? Easygoing human being. Of your generation that I've ever met. I don't think I've ever met someone with your grace. 
and I mean that in the sense that like you know there's people that are very close-minded and stubborn and mm, and maybe true. you have a stubbornness about you and I don't know that but I think that the way that you carry yourself you present yourself with just just open-minded easygoing open to hear other people's conversations and non you don't judge um, is that fair? Is that a fair statement? No, uh, no, I, I do. I, 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 He's a Virgo. Not, I was accused. Yeah. You, you, but maybe out. you judge in an animated way, and it He's makes a it like Virgo. Oh, my, my brother Oscar's always accused me that you judge people. I said, he no, it's, a, it's a heavy does. opinion. That's it. It's an opinion. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> and maybe that's what I'm. That maybe I like that's that. What I meant. You're hev- you're heavily opinionated, not judgmental. There's a difference. Opinion, judgment is different. Yeah. It's different. So you know what? I'm on your side. Okay, <laughs> you're not judging. A heavy you just have, opinion. You just have a heavy opinion. Well, I, I'm opinionated. See, maybe that's why we get along. I like um, <laughs> Scorpio to Virgo. There's a the, the the saying: people never change, right? Mm, okay. And and it's true to a certain extent and to a certain percentage of the population out of the part of the world. Okay. But I know I'm conscious that I did. Mm-hmm. I did, and and all family members mm-hmm. will tell you mm-hmm. he was an asshole. Mm. Yeah, he are was you an asshole. the oldest wait, wait. in? Uh, yeah, are you I'm the, the oldest, oldest of your yes. siblings. Yes, I agree. I'm, I'm the, the oldest, oldest in of my sisters, and I'm the asshole. I'm yeah, like a jerk. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. the oldest, and I'm definitely not the asshole. You're definitely. What? The You're asshole. the oldest? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wait, when? <laughs> Oh, I, I heard you have a brother, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and, you, and a hus- husband. Yeah, I'm definitely not yeah. the asshole, and mm. I'm the oldest. Okay? I, I'm for the, the youngest, and I'm definitely the asshole. I could, okay, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Meaning, oh, like, no, 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 no. First Meaning, she wants I'm to like bash my head in, and then... But I agree with you. But I do think that that's just based on our experience, right? Like, what was our role as the oldest sibling? You know, that that goes. We're the asshole. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you're the asshole. Ricky, I'm just going to tie you in with us. (laughs) Be a part of this, okay? (laughs) Be the jerk. Arrogant. (laughs) Arrogant. Uh That was was another thing that they would say. say. And yeah, I agree. I agree. What what changed me? And that's that's the important piece. Mm. Uh, Was it. well, woeful change mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. I believe that um, the constant search for knowledge to improve yourself, to mm. deal with the world, mm-hmm. yes. to deal with the world. I, I'll give an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, having uh, born and raised here in, in the U.S., and I was working at Auto Instrument. Mm-hmm. Where, mm-hmm. Hey. Ricky, Ricky worked. Uh, or worked, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll about yeah. I have yeah. not been there for the last three months, but Bartley still works there. Oh, you worked there? Okay, mm. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> when I when I worked there, um, uh, payroll was done with the pencil. I cut the checks. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. You might find an old record. Yeah. Vicente mm. Mota on there yeah. somewhere. I actually did the first flyer of, of that company. I have it. Anyway, I, I got bored. I was the operations guy. I was the accountant. I said, Hey, let's open. We don't have any accounts in Mexico. Come on, let's open up the market in Latin America. Mm-hmm. So I took uh, our salesman, John Bondas. John, right. rest in peace. John, rest in peace. And we go to Mexico too. Let's go top light, Aero Mexico. Let's go, mm. right? We got uh, a meeting with the, with the, uh, one of the senior vice presidents. Mm-hmm. And we started talking, and, and I was not a sales guy. I'm sorry, I'm can operations. I ask, how old were you at this time? I don't know, 30, something like that. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. So I'm there, and, uh, and we start talking. John's doing most of the talking, 
because he's a sales guy he knows price and, and and stuff like that and i'm and i want to participate but i'm not a technician and right and i'm not a pilot, you're not a technical not, no, guy right but that wasn't the point when i started i said but i speak spanish so whenever this guy needs pro, uh, some assistance in, in and i was my spanish was bad so what did he say this, this vp from Air mexico says you know what you should know how to speak Spanish. So I'd rather deal with this guy, the white guy, <gasps> than you. Wow. You know, you, because you should know. And I go, ah. Oh. And I agree. My Spanish was really bad. It was really, really bad. From that point on, I switched all my guitar playing the songs from English to Hold Spanish. Hold on. Back really? it up. Yeah. Pause one second. That's why you changed yeah. the music? And, and the books and the literature. I started reading in Spanish. Huh. All the Garcia Marquez, you know, all the Octavio Paz, let's go straight to Spanish. And here's the most important piece. Uh, I lived in Texas, too, and mm-hmm. that was in my high school years, and that's a different Spanish, Tex-Mex. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and so, well, let's, let's go back. From mm-hmm. L.A., I go to Torreón, Mexico, first time, go in sixth grade. And I'm sorry, you where, where were you born exactly? Uh, 54th Street, Denver. <laughs> In the U.S. In the U.S. Okay. LA, Los Angeles. Los okay, Angeles. perfect. Yeah. 54th. Okay, go on. Um, we went to Mexico when I went into sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Spanish. Mm, right? Okay. And, uh, but mom and dad didn't tell anything to the teachers. So. Mm-hmm. And so I was failing everything. Jesus Christ. Every, I was failing everything, <laughs> right? So finally, you know, they, they, mm-hmm. they called the parents and the parents. I said, well, we came from Los Angeles, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to help you, little boy. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm, <laughs> big cheers coming out. Oh. Like, oh, right. You know what my nickname was? Uh. El Americano. Mm. El Americano. Because, I, yeah, because I, I, I spoke English. Three years. I mastered Spanish. We moved to Texas. Oh, fuck. Right, so I go to Texas, and I'm going, wait, wait a minute, these guys speak Spanish too, so I'm going to speak my Spanish. But it's a different but Spanish. But it's a different Spanish. Yep. And you know what they call me there? El Mexicano. Oh, oh my Because God. of my Spanish. So I tell, you know, I'm, I'm a freshman in high school. I go, Mom, I'm what confused. I'm yeah. confused. You know, yeah. what is, you know, what did I do? I learned Tex-Mex. Use their oh, words, shit. so I, I you, you're, you're you, have to, you have to adapt. You have to adapt. Accept it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that's key right there. So, movie. Uh, I always said, never mix the two languages. Keep them separated. You, I always heard that growing yeah, up. Keep them I separated. I always heard that growing up, and that has helped me as a person. Keeping them separate oh, or yeah, learning how yeah. to adapt. Keeping both cultures separate. Mm. Keeping both cultures separate. So, was that experience? Did that experience trigger you to need to the need to improve? Because I because we're talking about um, how you, how you were saying like you want to educate yourself and evolve and and change and be be better. So did that experience of going from the U.S. to Mexico and back yes. to the U.S. Did that trigger you? Well, to I say, think it goes back to acceptance. He wanted to be accepted. I w- yes, but mm. but you're right. A hundred percent. To me, it was the best thing that my parents could have done. It wasn't. Mm planned it mm-hmm. just happened right mm-hmm. so now i do three years mm-hmm. in texas now bartley you're right uh ensenada four hundred thousand. <laughs> but I, what school did i go to fort hancock texas right is that right on the border. shawshank redemption it's mm-hmm. right on the border shawshank and i know redemption? that's because of that movie because of that movie mm. that's where i went to high school i played football at is that where laddie's at 
Yeah, where well, he's dead already. That's my favorite where movie Letty of all time. Yeah. So I know exactly. Yeah, Fort Hancock. Fort Hancock. Laddie was who was Laddie? I just remember S- meeting S- him. Schoolmate. Oh, okay. Yeah. My dad yeah. drove us through there to mm-hmm. go see where he was, where he went to high school and all that. That shit was scary. Yeah. Mm. No I, lie. I, yeah. So I was, it's a, it's a, a farm town. So I was a future farmers of America at my, <laughs> you know, had my sheep, had my pig, you know, played football like at, at all the schools. And um, three years of that, we go back to LA, right? <sighs> Damn. Now, when we left LA, our cousins from Mexico came from Mexico to LA. Okay. So okay. now, now we're, it's my last year in high school, and I I'm here, right? I mean, and then I, I uh, I'm listening to these girls because you're a senior high school now. You're look, checking out the girls, uh-huh. and then oh, I picked up the phone where my cousins live, right? And who are you? I'm, I'm Chente. Yeah, blah, blah. are you a cholo? I go, what's a cholo? What's a cholo? Oh <laughs> wow! <laughs> what yeah. do you eat that with? Yeah, and so and then my my, my cousin's she going, said, yeah, what so, do you eat that so, with? So, so, I, so I go, yeah, yeah, I'm a cholo. I'm a cholo. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to score, right? So, right, right. Yeah. You wanted yeah. to be in. <laughs> yeah, so, I know what I'm talking so, about. Oh so we missed that, that whole period. Had we stayed here, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. You know. Wow. So, Fuck. okay, so so now they ask you, are you a cholo? You say yes. So did you ever feel, now that you're back there, like, n- again, now you go through this whole process of not feeling accepted. Did you feel you had to adapt to what was going on at that time? What were the choices that you made to say, I'm going to become a cholo or not become a cholo? El Americano when I moved to Mexico. El Mexicano when I was in Texas. And guess what I was called? What? El Cholo. Coconut. Oh, oh, oh. amen. <laughs> and you know what? I didn't know that you were going to say that, yeah. but it makes sense that you said yep. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You were a coconut. Yep. I was a coconut. Yep. You're damned if you do and damned <laughs> if you don't. Yeah. I like coconut, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like coconut now. I do like coconut. But, but okay, and so, but at the time, did you know what that meant or the significance behind that? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, because uh, I believe that culture always when i say the 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 cholos pachucos mm-hmm. which is the other you know, root mm-hmm. they felt that that they owned the mexican culture mm-hmm. right and remember i that's what you I, felt I, that's what yes. you felt at well, that time. I, I still feel that, that that that's how they live that's how they think and to me it's that's separated i always said you, know, you want to call me a coconut fine but i'm a mexican mm-hmm. you know and i'm a uh, you know uh, american i was born in, in the in, in the mm-hmm. u.s yeah yeah. But it, it kept going the, the the comparisons because you know now I'm married, working, mm-hmm. living in Mexico City now, mm-hmm. right? Um, my coworkers there, all from Mexico City, they were in a meeting and and uh, you know, and you are so and so, yeah, I'm Mexican, I'm Mexican, and mm-hmm. I say, yeah, Vicente Mota, Mexican, and all my coworkers, no, not he's a gringo, he was born in Los Angeles, but I'm oh Mexican, right? So yeah. I didn't say anything. The meeting was over. Then we go have some beers at your know, friend's house, co-worker's house. And I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. I'm still thinking about it. They call me a gringo. Yeah. Right. Just because I was born here in L.A. Although my parents are from Mexico and mm-hmm. they migrated to L.A. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking down, you know, at his dog. And I said, hey, Paco, is that your dog? Hey, Paco. Hey, Paco. He goes, oh yeah, and he perro. Yeah. <laughs> and um, where was he born? Well, it's, he was born here. My neighbor's uh, puppy. And what is he? He's a German Shepherd. No, he's not. He's mm. a Mexican Shepherd. Mm. How in the fuck? <laughs> a dog you can respect, and me, 
I'm Mexican just because I'm born in LA. I'm a gringo. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> imposter syndrome wow. at oh, its imposter finest. Okay, wait. So, so oh, let me. Oh let, my god. Let me just let, time out here. Time out here. So, how would you identify yourself? Well, like, like what? I, I, I don't want to be. I don't have a label. Mm-hmm. Well, why do I need just, a label? Right. Why do I need yeah. a label? Yeah. So. We just recently did um, an event for, what was that guy? Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. Ron Perlman. I sent you a picture. I got to meet Edward James almost. Oh, yeah. And I, m- my conversation with him was to thank him for the Latino Book Festival oh, yeah. that he brought. Because you took us to his you know, festival and it was a festival of books, the arts, everything. And it was incredible. And I had never been exposed to anything like that. That conversation almost never happened, by the way. It did, what? right. The conversation with her and Edward James almost. Mm-hmm. I had to push her over there. Like, go. Oh. Yeah, because I didn't want to be that person. I was like, yeah. But did you tell her you're not going to take a picture? Come on, go, go. He, I took the picture. He took a picture. That's the picture that I ended up sending to you was that he took. But let me. It's an low-key picture. just like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, was, on the side. it was very low-key. <laughs> Creeper on the <laughs> side. Don't want to get caught. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. I was the paparazzi. But it's interesting <laughs> that you mentioned everything that you just said because it was at that book festival that I purchased a shirt that mm. said and it was and it was a silhouette of a of a woman of a latina woman and it said chicana mm. and i remember my dad saying you're not a chicana mm. why are you wearing that do you even know what that means and i was so confused i'm like what do you mean like yeah i'm just looking at this shirt and i was like 15 16 years old mm-hmm. and i'm just looking at it as this is you know brown pride mm-hmm. i can relate to this this is mm-hmm. these people are who Mexican i am and American. this is what it is yes uh, right and i didn't know what that term meant to my dad mm. so to speak right so why what what is what did you mean by you are not that well because i wasn't that i mean did mm. i instill the chicano culture on you i didn't Maybe at that time you were trying to find, to participate and feel being part of a group, which I don't blame. That's where you lived at that time. Right. right? And it's very hard, very hard to um, pick sides, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very hard to say, uh, what if I please them by dressing like them? You yeah. know, right. And I want to please these. It's you know, and you and that I think I don't know how old you are, but I that think that you want to belong. Yes, so that's it. So yeah, you want to belong. I was like 15, 16 years old, but I never knew that my dad was called a coconut before. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that you were ever well, how's called that. that? Change things now. Well, it does because I was off more times that no, no, not that it changes anything, <laughs> but I, I was raised oftentimes being called that. Oh, you're a coconut. They would tell me that, right? Just because I listen to a different type of music, right? So, for instance, mm. if I were to play like Jorge Drexler, mm. that's white music, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how the fuck is that white music? How the fuck is definition in your guys' eyes what a coconut is, please? Because you're I'm brown on the outside, white, white on the inside. Ah. So if you speak really good English yeah. and you know how to enunciate. Yeah, you're white. You're white on the inside. Yeah, I was called an Oreo growing up. You know, being black with white. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. 100%. I was was trying to get it. If if you know how to write a complete sentence or an essay, you're you're a coconut. If you happen to like music that is not banda or or any kind of. If you just have any kind of knowledge, you're you're a fucking coconut. Yeah. Yeah. So. so that's some uh, bullshit. So, mm-hmm. but I, I believe the coconut started from the Oreo, right? 
So uh, no, he's, he's right. He he's right. Yes, he absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. wondering whether the Chinese go through the uh, the uh, vanilla Oreo. Like, <laughs> that's a good question, <laughs> right? That's a good question. Let's right? find that out. <laughs> Actually, no, that really is a good question because the stereotypes associated with that community, they're already there and oh, they're yeah. kind of synonymous to the white community. Yeah. That's a really good question. Yeah. But they're making good movies. Mm. Parasite? No, that was Korean. And mm. for the it's record, so I yeah. almost watched Parasite, but I stopped because I was like, this might be a little bit too <sighs> really, heavy for we me. We showed it to no, your son. Really good, really he good. really enjoyed it. Really good. Oh, okay. okay, you're right. Amazing. They, they call them bananas. Oh! Ban- oh. That makes yep. sense. Okay. Bananas. Bananas. Yep. Yeah. Bananas. Well, is that because oh. of the penis envy? Oh, Dad. Jesus Christ. Who needs another shot? Give it Ricky and Natalie need another shot. Pass it down. I'm sweating. You just listened to the last episode. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. We're literally oh, pouring shots as we yes, speak. Oh. Jake can't get over it right now. Oh, I'm dying over here, man. But oh, I, I do kind of want to fast forward to something because you mentioned you mentioned being out in Mexico City and you're 30 years old and you're doing this sales experience and you've never done sales before. Hmm. Prior to being in aviation, which you had never done before, right? Right. And prior to to any what is, what is it that you did before that led you to that moment and led you to this, oh I'm going to contact this airline and talk to their VPs like that's a lot of that's a lot of what happened in between all of that what so uh, tell us that whole story yeah before doing the autos thing yeah uh, well uh, well okay work work mm. work work my first job fifth grade uh, he said fifth grade fifth grade oh jeez the uh, local uh, liquor store <laughs> which was bombed during the riots Mm. Right, the there, Watts riots. The, there goes my, Hell there yes. goes my job. Right, Jesus. what did I get paid? Thirty cents. Mm. Uh, the the uh, hostess cupcakes and the soda pop. That was my, mm. you know, my my uh, pay. Oh wow. Um, then we go to Torreon, and there I worked at the print shop, mm-hmm. my, uh, parents' print shop. And uh, go to Texas. There I worked at the farm fields uh, in the picking onions. Uh, picking up hay, um, and then coming back to to uh, that's junior high, I believe, or high school, right? Then right. coming back to California, I worked at Golden State Foods, uh, where they make all GSF, the burger, yes. blah blah blah. Yeah, worked there. <laughs> um, you needed a job, but, but I, I realized, you know what? You got to go back to school. So yeah, I went back to school with two little ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was one of two. Yeah, and and it it was getting it was getting kind of hard. It yeah. was getting kind of hard. Uh, you know, three jobs. Wow. Uh, I was already working at a bank because I know, uh, you know, you got if you get a finance degree, bachelor's of finance and and law at, at Cal Poly, uh, we'll start working in that, right? Yeah. But you're working at a bank, and uh, and I'm throwing the paper, the Tribune. At four o'clock in the morning, mm. and, and then um, you're going to work at, at the bank, and then going to school at, at night to, to finish wow. that up. All because uh, in in the, I believe it was '87. I was working at a bank, yeah, and and I didn't get the job because uh, 
first of all, I didn't apply. Vice President of Loans. And everybody said, you should apply. Right. I go, I don't know anything about loans. You should apply, you should apply, you should apply. <laughs> so what did the president of the bank do? He reached out to each of his directors and say, recommend someone. And that was recommended for the position. Wow. Right? So I go in there and uh, and I go, uh, the president says, you know why you're here? He says, no, well, you were recommended for the VP of Loans. Oh, okay. Do you want it? Go, yeah. Well, you're not going to get it. What? Well, why not? He says, well, we're going to give it to you know, so-and-so. So-and-so, yeah. And I go, why her? You know, I know oh, it was a her too. Was a, yeah, hey. yeah. It's not. It, I'm not not because of that, right? But she. But but it's, I'm going there. He goes. <laughs> it, it's because she has a bachelor's degree, and you right wow. now have an associate degree. Yeah, but I'm close to finishing my bachelor's, right? In finance, yes. But she has a bachelor's. I go in sociology. What does that have mm. to do with banking? Exactly. Right? Exactly. All these people wanted was a bachelor's degree so i said all right i'll get the goddamn bachelor's degree you Mm -hmm. know if that's what you want just just to go up there but then i realized and i and i'll say it today when we see uh what what happened what happened to our country and still happening with all these people uh, our our politicians with good degrees yeah and no common sense so Mm. i've always said a doctor's degree is not going to make you a good human being so I made it a point that after you know I finished school that I continued mm-hmm. educating myself. My education is ongoing. It's constant. It's yeah. ongoing. It's yes. constant. And, and and you know um, I don't like the the uh, digital books. I like to buy hand you know, the, yes. the hardcover. Yeah. So for the record, I do both. I do the mm-hmm. audio books and then I purchase the actual book itself. Mm-hmm. So I'll take my walk in the mornings or whenever I des- decide to walk and mm-hmm. I'm listening to the audio books and then I'll bookmark certain spots that I like, go back to the hardcover book and then highlight and make my mm-hmm. notes. I do double. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I do double. I have to do both. But but so let me ask you a question. So you went to college, you raised a family. You went to college, and and I do remember actually as a kid going to a a library. Like uh, he, I don't I don't remember how it was exactly. You would go to class, take me to Taco Bell. I would have a taco and be writing something while my dad was doing homework in the library, mm. it, it, the school library. So I I very much remember being an active participant in my dad's professional and personal like growth. Right. Yeah. So how do you feel? So. I'm your oldest. I didn't go to school and I didn't go to college and I handpicked the classes that I wanted to take growing up. And my brother started, he went to Fullerton and then he boned out of that. How do you feel that that your your efforts and your push mm. to be raising a family and educating yourself and working and doing all of this stuff and then you know mike and i to a degree kind of came up short with your work ethic and everything that you desired to do no i i don't know did you <laughs> did you did i what did you come up short yeah did but, you come up short do you think i did I, no I'm, I'm asking you i don't ricky i i haven't i don't live with you <laughs> so how, how can how can I measure that? But he well, just he just said that his his degree or a degree is just a piece of paper. Like yeah. he's still continuing his education. So Absolutely. technically, what you're doing now, Ricky, is exactly what he was doing. Like you're you mm-hmm. have that work ethic. Just in you're not you don't have the the piece of paper to go with it. You are one of the right. hardest working people I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. So right, just right. because you don't have the piece of paper to back you on that doesn't mean that you fell short. Right. And I and I think that I I did learn like you navigated through different areas and st- you're a constant 
educator. You always want to learn, and and, mm-hmm. yeah. and you you and do guess have, what? So are you? Yeah, and I'll <laughs> and I'll speak for Mike in saying that. So is he? He's always learning. We're so something. obsessive. Yes, we do share and that. Just like how the whole the story earlier about oh, okay, well, let me look at this, and why is it this? And then, but it, then it's this. And did you find out this? And Mike right. and I will have deep conversations about it's not only the star, it's the moon, it's the universe, it's the aliens, and how <laughs> our parents came about. It's this whole blah, blah, blah. and so there's a constant desire to learn and improve and i see that in mike and i see it in you and you don't need a piece of paper you're you're right about that you're right about that Uh, especially nowadays well so i agree with that unfortunately those mediocre managers agreed right Mm -hmm. when they write up their their you know requirements for a job Bachelor degree with twenty years of experience. Yes, <laughs> yes, right, right. No, or, or, no, no. Yes, but see, yes, but see, or. it's not, it's not anymore mm-hmm. because I don't have a bachelor's uh, degree in what I do professionally. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's bachelor's degree or relevant or relevant work yes. experience. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'll add into this conversation. I got my bachelor's at thirty-eight years old. Yeah, and even though this certificate from radio school is Got me more than that damn piece there of paper out there. Yeah. You know, you have a seat at the table. And, and mm. coming from a person of color, all right, mm-hmm. yeah. a seat at the table is important. It is. So I've never used that motherfucking degree yeah. that's sitting mm-hmm. in my living room, and I've used every ounce of that trade school certificate. Okay, yeah. listen. Yeah. But it, it, to me, it doesn't matter which one you have. It's the experience. It's the experience, and, and you yes. know, the, the experience is what talks. Because people... You know, yes. You, Oh, I thought it was up there. You don't have it up there. No, it's on the other side. It's on the other side. But, 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 but look, <laughs> they look at it, uh, a, deg- a degree, a piece of paper. Yes. Someone looks at it and goes, oh, my God, he's done all that, blah, blah, yeah. blah. No, it takes time knowing you, talking to yeah. you. Right. right. You go out and have a dinner. It's a, a job interview, right? And uh-huh. you have a dinner for two hours. You know that person. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. You Absolutely. know that person. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but wait a minute! Can't we thank Laverne for the mechanical sex conversation that we yes, had? Yes, yes, so that it does. Me. It does have a lot of benefits. <laughs> I I chose to pick and choose. I didn't go to to school till later on in my life, right? And mm-hmm. I said, you know, I want to study these particular subjects. Like I hand selected what I wanted to do. I hate math, and I'm like, what you wanted to learn? Yes, mm-hmm. and 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 that's that's very important. So all of it, knowing how to tie in what you got from Laverne, your trait, all of that, and and exercising all of that is, is relevant yeah, and your is. experience but now it's just a $42,000 piece of artwork mm. <laughs> <laughs> so so that all right so we are, so we are talking about degrees and so on and so on but let, now let's you know tie it into the imposter syndrome right mm. so Natalie your education Mm-hmm. Your interviews, the jobs that you have, mm-hmm. because I did listen to the imposter, but I don't. You know, my Alzheimer's, right? <laughs> oh, did, stop. Did you, did you, have you encountered the imposter syndrome in, in the jobs? And, and don't confuse it with racism or, or no, you know. no, no. Um, I don't think you know what. Honestly, in in my prof- quote unquote professional role. I think I've always been very blessed and very and always thinking that I already have this job and I've been able to have people around me to 
and I, and I think I'll say this, who you know is very important as well because it does matter um, the network of people who you surround yourself with because they can get you into places, right? So that's one part. And I think with in banking, because it's such a sm- quote unquote small world, it's easy to get into roles and positions. So I don't think I've ever had the imposter syndrome in those roles, but having this podcast, major imposter syndrome, because I feel like, am I good enough? I don't even know how to conversate with people. I'm such an introvert. I don't even know how to hold conversations for more than 10 minutes. And so that's where the imposter system and the imposter syndrome kicks in for me of not feeling good enough, experienced enough, knowledgeable enough to do this. So you are an imposter then. Mm-hmm. Because instead of doing the podcast for fun, this is therapy for you. Oh, and, <laughs> wait a minute! And I've, and I've my said sister that. tells me that about my podcast uh, yes, all the time. It yes, is. it is. It is. I it's say an that audio all. diary. Yeah, because yes, it is. I'm too yes. cheap to go to therapy. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I've said that before. This is for me, and I've said it to Jake many of times. Oh, yeah. This podcast for me is therapy. Good. Well, we are, yeah. we always That's joke good. with Ricky that it's Ricky's therapy yeah. session. It yeah. is because I literally drive home after every podcast and I'm in tears and I'm telling Big Brother Jake. And, I'm and, and they listen to the three shows. Yes, I get that. You, mm-hmm. you guys just everything comes out. You just mm-hmm. unload. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. This welcome everyone to our therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our therapy session where we are all imposters. Yeah, and we're gonna lay it all out yeah. for you. We don't know what the fuck we're doing here. That's exactly it. <laughs> but it's also really important because I think about. And I don't even know the age demographic of who listens to us other than there's people all over the world listening to us. Mm -hmm. And all it takes is just one person who really needed to hear a message and you don't know if it's from you, from you, from you, from you, or from, it doesn't even matter. It just as, as long as that story relates to somebody else. Yeah. I really do think it, that's, that's how you change the world. You yeah. Know, one little story at a time with your network and, and, and within that. So, this is not rage. <laughs> <laughs> this is no. What, what, sorry, what I'm going to tell you it's not it's not rage, but uh, racism. Yes, mm. and there's always this element of this kid. You know, having having been born in Los Angeles in American culture, to me the opening the gifts on Christmas, it was like, mm. oh my God, Santa Claus, he's mm. so real, right? And my mm. dad, my, my parents did a good job mm. of, of making sure that I believed in Santa Claus, right? Mm. So it was so magical, right? <laughs> so magical. And, and then you start growing up, right? And I'm 23 and they tell me, you know, son, there is no Santa Claus. They told you at 23? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding, kidding. So you're growing up and still you're going to the movies. And I have my beef with Disney. Right, picture and all these things. I think that's where we went wrong. Mm-mm. So, yeah, and Meg Ryan and, and you know and all these guys, because <laughs> he said Meg Ryan and all these guys. Okay. Yeah, Tom Sorry. Hanks and blah blah blah. Okay. This, this is how beautiful America is. Blah 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 blah. blah Marvel. Right? Yeah, Marvel. So, uh, how great America is. Mm. Yes, the the racism was a long time ago, mm. because I, I remember the life magazine of the watts riots which was impactful for me because i'm in fifth grade and the national guard saying under your beds stay there all night under your beds because your your molotov bombs are going all over the place but then a couple weeks later i'm looking at life magazine of 
how the whole neighborhood was left. And uh, and I'm thinking, Mama, what's going on? Was he at the well? Was it right? Because the African Americans are good. And I'm looking at the picture, but this is a Mexican, and he's all beat up and bloody. What did he do, right? So I'm trying to assimilate, right? Well, yeah, they got into it too, right? And so I, I said, all right, that, that's racism. All right, so if you're not white, so you're assimilating that. As you're growing, right. you're, 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 you're growing, and your community and where you live, we always hid it. We were always hiding it. Mm. Hiding it, what? Racism. Mm-hmm. It was always sugarcoated by all these Hollywood movies that we are all shot. We're all the world. We're all, it, mm-hmm. it was never there. And yeah, that that's was Quincy why, Jones, that's dad. Why You're knocking I Quincy said, Jones right no, now? That's why I said, I really thank Trump for what he did. I agree with he that. took him out of the closet. I right? agree with that. So, okay, there are the closet. Now we have to, we're like Bobby the Weaving, Bobby the Weaving with all this racism that's going on. Yeah. But when you feel it firsthand, right? So I know I worked in, work in the fintech business, the banking business, digital Fintech? Fintech, financial mm-hmm. technology. Can you give me a job? And, uh, <laughs> 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 See and, how this works? <laughs> my brother Oscar and I were always, were always working together. So we go out there with investors raising money. But I was the one with the plan. I was the operating guy. I knew how to get the money. Mm-hmm. But I was the brown one. Mm-hmm. And they took Oscar. And Oscar go, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, but Oscar, just go ahead and say this. I was always left behind. But I was the guy with the plan. That was 2005, 2006, 2000. Everything was. I got. Hold on, back up. You're saying that you were always the one with the plan. Okay, so Oscar is is. Let's just, I was a. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the siblings go like this. My dad was born first. Yeah. Then they were twins. My uncle Oscar and my uncle Chuy. Yeah. Then it was my uncle Sergio, the baby boy, and then it was my aunt Rosie, and then my aunt Martha. So you and my uncle Oscar, one of the twins, you guys are actually really close. Yeah. And you guys work together. Yeah. Okay, so in this venture, the two of you work together. You have the plan, but they send Uncle Oscar. Yeah. Why didn't they send you? Because I'm too brown. Mm. I'm too brown. That that was it. But but I, I dealt with it. All right? That was uh, 2005 to 2007. This year. It was this year now. Mm. We're going to we buy a bank, a small bank so that we can create a Zelle type of money movement, yeah, like but to Mexico. Right, right. We're, which would be a big thing. Yeah, because you gotta go to Western Union to send money, it's gonna charge you 10 bucks. But what if you open up one of our applications, we're gonna connect the uh, all those bank accounts, mobile bank accounts, and we're gonna connect into Mexico's ACA, International. ACA system. It's gonna go real time, no fee. Damn. So I told uh, you know my boss, all we gotta do is buy a bank. That's mm-hmm. it, because if we go out to every single state and get a money transmitter license, yeah. that's $2 million per state. But if we buy a bank for $4 million, that's it. Mm-hmm. We put the, the technology on top of the bank. Mm-hmm. Good, let's do it. All right. So we put the offer for the bank. Mm-hmm. Iowa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, you guys knew. I didn't you know. <laughs> that's so, how innocent I am. Dad, I didn't know. Oh my god. How that? Okay. Oh, oh my god. So C- CEO says, "Hey, you guys, get your ticket. We're going to sign to uh, to buy the bank in Iowa." Good. Yeah. Sunday night, we fly out Monday morning. My brother also <sighs> gives me a call. Uh, you're not going. This was four or five months ago. Uh, what? Uh, you know, they said you would understand. I would understand. I let him bed and cried to the next morning. Oh, oh God. sorry. That's some bullshit, man. Yeah. yeah. I cried oh. till the next morning. I said, really? 
Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I personally think if you would have told them you were Martin Sheen, they would have told you. I'm just saying, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, see, see, what was my therapy to get over that the next day? I didn't go to work, so I just sat down, sat down, watched all three Godfather. Mm. Watch it. That's the way to go, right? Yeah. There. <sighs> Yo. Yeah. Okay, so this is gonna be a very strange transition. Okay, <laughs> a very strange transition. But Natalie and I had talked earlier about um, your journey with the tequila. Mm. Okay, uh, and I I want to say that. Uh, because you you did start your own tequila, mm. Don Juan Tequila, but the company that premiered it was what was the name of the company? Uh, Marquez de la Mota. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Marquez de la Mota. So I was not aware, and I only became aware when we produced the video about the tequila and explaining the process, all of that stuff. There's a segment in the video where my brother talks about how. It was Marquez de la Mota, mm. right? Who is the original person who's really kind of uh, Don Juan's muse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Don Juan is known as this romantic womanizer. Womanizer. He's just a romanticist, all this, right? But it's Marquez de la Mota who's in his ear. Yep. Do this, say this, eat this, sing this. Mm-hmm. This is how you operate, right? I didn't know that. Right. So that's when I first learned that you and I have had a conversation and I said, when are we going to stop being the motor for everybody? When are we going to stop being the Marquez de la Motas for everybody? Right. We're always we're always the people whispering into other people's ears mm-hmm. how to be, how to operate. This is how you should do it. This is what you should do. This is this, 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 mm-hmm. this, this. And then they take all the glory, the Don Juans of everyone that we've ever worked for take all the glory you get what i'm saying no okay no but if it's what i believe uh i've uh, i've been told mm. that you always give out the plan right what you, does that uh, mean you always tell people look this is what you should do right and then that guy's successful right mm-hmm. you're like the consultant so, yeah and i don't get paid for it right so what's wrong with that What's wrong with telling people what to do with it? No, not, not what to do. It's like, you know, oh, our cousin Balo in Juarez. Yeah. Mike said that uh, we were in Juarez mm. and Balo had the opportunity to get into the trash business there in Juarez. And so he tells me, you know what? I'm given the opportunity to uh, buy or or be a participant in the biggest trash collecting, right? What do you think? I said, well, how many trucks? Two or three. I mm. said, this is what you're gonna do. Mm. And, gra- and there at the bar, I grabbed a napkin, you're gonna do this, 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 mm-hmm. this, this. I don't remember that. And Mike told me that when he went out there, Balo saved the napkin. The napkin, he I says, saw the napkin. He goes, I'm successful because, because of your dad. He, here's a plan right here on this, no on this napkin. So what's, wow. wrong, what's wrong with that? Okay, so, so let me ask it's, you this. It's, other people are getting credit for your ideas and your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not. You're literally that's not the my mu- idea. I I don't want to be in a trash business. No, I'm no, just no, saying, no. That's like, not the point. You're literally the muse to other people. You give them an entire outline, an entire plan. Do this, 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 this. Did you watch this. the Coco movie? Coco. 
It's like the Coco movie. Remember? The Pixar Coco movie? Mm-hmm. Remember the guy Did you watch the it? guy was the one writing the music. Yeah, Ernesto de la Cruz killed him and stole his music. Hold yeah. on. Dad, did what? you watch Coco? No. What? Oh my Wait. god. Yes, he Wait. did. No, you the Pixar to. movie. I don't want to talk about that movie. It <laughs> reminds me of my son. What son? <laughs> it is your son. What son? Wait, his oh favorite my god. His favorite son. What oh are you talking about? My, his no. only son. Uh, it is your son's favorite it's, movie. It's been three months and I said, How are you, son? <laughs> And I'm I'm waiting there for that little gray check mark to turn blue. Damn it! You know, Michael Mota. I, I, I hope until you're until I fall asleep with the phone like this. I look in the morning. Is it blue? He didn't look at it. He didn't look at it. So so son, son, when you when you listen to this, I just want to say, remember me. Just <laughs> say goodbye. Remember me. Don't let it make you cry. Shots fucking fired. Shots. Mipo, I love you. Michael Mora, oh please God. text your father as soon as possible. I have no words right now. I have no words either. I have no words. That was it. You want to see the great tech mark? <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I am embarrassed. My right brother now. left my dad on red. This As a representative. This is gold. I love this. Put him on blast. Call your daddy. Call your daddy. Yeah. What's wrong with you, Mike? Call your daddy, damn it. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to this special episode. Make sure to join us again next week for the conclusion of this episode. See you then. Thank you to everyone who joined us this week. I am Ricky Limota, and I'm joined by the beautiful Natalie Mota. And we're live from Rose City Sound Studio in the beautiful Inland Empire. Shouts out to Big Brother Jake for all of the love and support. Today's episode was produced by the infamous Juice Box Bartley. We are on this frequency. Make sure to share us, like us. We drop a new episode every Wednesday. Wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where you'll find us. Make sure if you have any questions, you got topics you want to talk about, hit us up, email us on this frequency at gmail.com. Support the movement. Drop it like it's hot. See you later, y'all. Meow, 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 meow. Fucking shit ball. Don't think about the distance. Do you understand? Not everything is missing. Oh.